Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Notes election specials. Um, coming to an end, I would imagine, hopefully, because I want to ignore the Liberal Party. But I want to celebrate um, Peter Dutton uh, becoming the Liberal leader. Peter Dutton's done one thing that Anthony Albanese and no one in Labour can do, which is bring Liberal voters and Labour voters together. Because we all want Peter Dutton to lead the Liberal Party. This is a gift from the Liberal Party to Labour voters. Um, the Liberal Party have been dominated by their right-wing faction. Um, they call them the Quiet Australians. But they're actually a small and very vocal minority that has an enormous amount of media support through the likes of the Murdoch press. But realistically, Tony Abbott never won his election because he was hard right. He won it because the public and the dumb-ass Labour believed the hype about um, the problems that the Labour Party were having. They should, have, you should never have rolled Kevin Rudd. It was just madness. And um, the whole thing about the um, carbon tax, they just had it drummed into them that the world's number one performing economy should be voted out for these bloody stupid reasons. And Tony Abbott had been very, very sort of um, very competent as an opposition leader. He held it together really, really well. But after a couple of years of having a hard right populist leader in power, the public didn't want him anymore. So ever since, the Liberal Party has actually gone for the moderate wing of the Liberal Party. They won't admit that, but Malcolm Turnbull was brought in as a moderate to win an election and did. Scott Morrison, who used to be hard-right Peter Dutton-style Scott Morrison, turned into daggy everyman and won an election pretending to be a moderate. He never pretended to be his old self, which was Peter Dutton, to win that election. The Liberal Party rejected Peter Dutton's attempt to lead the Liberal Party at that point because they knew that he would never win an election because he was populist hard-right. So what have they done? They've greeted being wiped out by going populist hard right. They were voted out for being populist hard right, so they've pushed even further in that direction. It's quite one of the most bewildering responses you'll ever see in politics. Scott Morrison was found out being a lot more bullying, hectoring and hard right than he pretended to be. And I, it's it's mind-blowing. Like, make no bones about it. The Liberal Party, including the Liberal National Party, won 47 seats. Labour won 75. That's not close. They're getting over 10 seats from the Nationals, but they didn't win those seats. They only won 47. Labour already won 60% more seats than the Liberal Party, including the Liberal National Party. The conservative wing of politics in America and in the UK and in Australia has been on the same journey, which is pushing ever more towards this Murdoch-led populist hard right. Um, the whole thing's been a sham since day one, and the UK got it a bit with... Um, Thatcher launched it, and America got it with Ronald Reagan. But the Murdoch machine in the background has been pushing them ever more towards this populist hard right, I guess the populist hard right gets views more than moderate rights do because they're the people making these you know, obscene claims and they're the people that are perpetually angry 
and they are the people who are actually the elite but always paint themselves as a victim. Watch Fox News for 20 minutes. They are the victims in every scenario despite being the elite of America. So we had this journey from John Howard who is a pragmatist. I don't personally believe he stands for an awful lot except for the fact that he sees this anti-culture war right wing as his side of the fence. Um, and he used it very effectively. We saw him nearly lose an election to Kim Beasley. He was three weeks away from losing it and was prepared to turn the refugees lying about them being thrown overboard into something we've never escaped. How symbolic of at the end of a Howard era is that it kind of began with the children overboard and we're sending a Sri Lankan family of refugees back home a few days into Albanese's government. There's the problem that the hard right have had is that they're really dumb. They're not a very intelligent group of people. John Howard actually was. But the people that have followed Abbott and Scott Morrison are really dumb. And they haven't been able to marshal these wedge issues anywhere near as effectively. I mean, John Howard turned the boats into a major deal and Scott Morrison sent out text messages about boats arriving the day of an election. There's no comparison in their abilities as politicians. There's an arrogance from this hard right that they're born to rule. They genuinely believe that. And they're very aggressive. If you ever see any young liberals in action, they are brutal. They, when it comes to feminists, lefties, greenies, they're vile human beings. Um, and they don't translate to votes. They've never really done that in Australia. They've just, just got through on elections by pretending to be moderate. So they're greeting this route by pretending to be even harder to the right. And there's no one in government at the moment that represents that hard right as far as a feeling goes than Peter Dutton. Peter Dutton doesn't have the makeover skills of Daggy Dad Scott Morrison. He is still remaining that guy. And, you know, he's like Mo Sislak trying to smile from The Simpsons when he goes on a dating show. There is no humanity or kindness in that man that will come through. The thing is, these people on the right, and I'm talking about the politicians, and I'm talking about the hosts of Sky News at night, they can't admit that it's their fault that they lost. It's their fault that they lost. So they have to pretend that it's the Liberal Party going too far to the left, because otherwise they're admitting their own guilt, and they're admitting that they're not actually a populist majority in this country, they're actually a minimal group that were routed. So they're going to push ever further. You'll never see anyone on Fox News admit that it was their fault. So these people on the right of politics will continue to think, I mean, you will see, if you want an example of how this is lying to yourself, they're all going to say that Peter Dutton is, you know, he's abandoning the left of the Liberal Party. Yet all you will see is him trying to remake himself in that vein. Why is he doing that if he thinks the right is so good? Why is he doing that if he thinks the right populism is the way to go? Because they know it isn't true. The number one factor in this election was women. 
we've had two years of um, what we've all known, that these posh public school boys come through their lives burdened with this insane misogyny. And women have obviously had enough of it because of the way that the Liberal Party treats women and its ranks, its staff, uh, the way it speaks about women or over the top of them, if you're Barnaby Joyce. So they've had enough. So women aren't going to respond to Peter Dutton. And this whole thing about um, Tanya Plibersek calling Dutton Voldemort, um, there are a number of factors here. One is that I've been calling him Voldemort and Adolf Kipfler, Potato Hitler, Spud Lightyear. I've been calling him Voldemort for a decade. All of us have. Not because he's bald because he represents an evil narcissistic sociopath. It's a question of character, not looks. So Tanya Plibersek isn't getting the credit she deserves here because she came out and apologized, but that was a deliberate tactic to sell it to the minds of the Australian people. And well done, Tanya, I thought that was great. But the idea that we're all supposed to be apologizing, like the hard right have been so brutal since, you know, the days of Ditch the Witch, which was um, aimed at Julia Gillard and thrown her in a Hessian sack out at sea. These are the people that are crying about Peter Dutton being called Voldemort. It's insane. Peter Dutton's one of the most notoriously vicious political thugs in politics. For him to actually, he hasn't really complained, but for him to go on about alopecia, really? And the other thing is, Peter Dutton was a police chief into, I think, the start of the 2000s. Then he started working full-time for the Australian people. In that time frame of him working full-time for the Australian people, he has amassed several hundred million dollars. How? How has he had time outside of his full-time day job as a politician working for a taxpayer-funded job to work on his own business interests. Now we've got Labour offering us a federal ICAC. I would be worried if I was Peter Dutton about what they're gonna turn up about him. I think what Anthony Albanese really needs to do in dealing with Dutton is ignore him and ignore the Murdoch press because for three years, mate, you don't have to listen to anything they say. They literally can't do anything. Ignore them. Don't take on every bulldog comment from Peter Dutton. Just fob him off. What's he going to do? Hold an election? Don't fall for it like they did with Kevin Rudd, where Kevin Rudd bounced every time the Murdoch press snapped their fingers and whatever was going on he responded to. Ignore them. Who cares if they're upset? They don't represent the Australian people. They were repudiated by the Australian people at the election. But there is one really good thing about Dutton and Albanese squaring off together. It's a great contrast. Anthony Albanese is a decent, human, empathetic, nice guy. And nothing will reflect that more than having the angel of darkness himself opposite you. So um, it's a truly bizarre but wonderful thing. Godspeed you, Peter Dutton and uh, all your makeover tips. Um, yeah, wonderful. And, the, and the, just as an aside, um, Scott Morrison isn't gonna leave politics. That's great as well, because he's gonna be this constant reminder. But 
why won't Scott Morrison leave politics when everyone else is jumping on that gravy train? You know, I said the last time the Liberal Party is the only job you can get the sack from and guaranteed a pay rise. Well, the reason is this. He's on like, he'll be on like $300,000, $350,000 a year and probably the same in expenses. Normally, he would jump ship into the private sector or be given an ambassador's job. But he needs to sit on the back benches for a couple of years because the taste in the mouth of the public is so bad, no one is going to hire him. So he needs a few years to pass before he can cash in those chips. So he'll be sitting on the back bench doing absolutely sweet FA for the next few years, apart from trying to stir the pot because he can't help it. But anyway, onwards and upwards, Vale, Peter Dutton, great news.